here we are and welcome to a very special rock and roll history future everything episode of the friday night movie podcast because we are here with may pang the subject of the lost weekend an incredible documentary about may's life and i want to start it in the world of rock and roll Yes, it does talk about your fascinating, re- creative, and and um, loving relationship with John Lennon. But it, to me, the starting point in this film is really you are a rock and roller at heart. Someone who loved the music, and that's where I feel like the story starts. Someone who loved the music, and you got to be in that world. Let's start there. What started your love of rock and roll? Well, you know, music has no boundaries, and that is the big thing. It has no boundaries. It transcends across the universe. Literally, you know, um, you talk to anybody, they don't have to know your language. You play them something, they either like it or they don't like it in a way, or they could, you know, but they, but they could relate to it. They can hear something and relate to the music. And that's really what it comes down to. And it it gives you all sorts of emotions. So if you're, um, what was it, depressed, certain songs bring you up. Uh, or a song, most of the time, most of these lyrics have, have words that describe how you feel or how you, you know, that you cannot say, but they've said it for you. So it's all that. So that's what, that saved me from, um, a lot of depression when I was a kid because you sort of sit there and you're you're a kid that doesn't fit. I didn't fit in the world of with everybody else in my in my area. I grew up in Spanish Harlem. Uh, that's not where my community of Asians were. I'm not in Chinatown, so it felt a little lonely. It felt a little bit of God. I I, I felt awkward. That's the word. Well, I wouldn't have believed you were awkward because. The first word that comes to my mind after rock and roller is you're an entrepreneur because you walked right into Apple Records and you That is just the most impressive thing at, at 19, and, right? At 19. I can't that no, is was, you got to have Yes, yeah, just turning 19. I was still 18 when I walked and, in. And, and, and That is unbelievable. I, they said, "Do you have these skills?" You said, "Yeah, and I'm going to work hard." And you became, uh, you know, an integral part of of a legendary record company, and then also as part of, you know, sort of John and Yoko's business as well. Um, uh, that is not the kind of thing that that I, that is not luck. That is done by people that are hard work and they're creative. And I would love if you could expand on your entrepreneurial spirit. Well, you know what, my mother always taught me that uh, you don't stop. The only way you get to any place you you want to do anything is you got to take everything by the bull by the horn, as you know, as as those sayings go. And I think my mother was right. And you can't get anywhere from being lazy. I mean, if you're lazy, you're not going to do anything. And where does that get you? I mean, uh, I want to continue to work. And I kept saying to to my mother, my mother would always say, listen, when I quit, when I quit college, and I hated school. I hate to say that, but I, I didn't like school. And she said to me, all right, you did that, uh, which was not the greatest thing in the world for her. But you've you've got you understand English. We're living in America. Go for it. You do something. 
just prove yourself. So obviously I wanted to make it better so that my mother had, um, you know, so she would be proud of me. So I ran and I, every, when I got that job at Apple, I mean, as I said to my girlfriend who, made, who said, you know what's in this building? Apple Records. And I kept looking at her saying, oh, you're talking about the Beatles, Apple Records? Oh God, <laughs> really? So I go there and I'm looking at it and I, she goes, what are you gonna do? I said, I'm gonna go upstairs and ask him for a job. And she said, are you nuts? I said, here we are, I'm at zero. What does that mean? So if they told me there wasn't a job, I'm still at zero. I didn't get lower. I'm going to be, you can only go up. You can only go up. And when they asked me, can I do all this? I said, yes. Meanwhile, of course, I didn't know how to do any of that. I did not type. I did not do anything. But it was the sheer willingness and the will to get this job, to be in this business, to be in a company that you knew that was like the Beatles. You know, how much better can it be? So I worked in the world of politics for a while oh. and policy. And so I worked with, how would you say, complicated people. Yes. And one of the things I always tell uh, young people when they're getting into the business is make sure you work for some very demanding, complicated people. Because if you can develop the skill set to get into the head, anticipate their needs, manage that circus, it's going to serve you for a long time. I'm right. imagining you at 19 you're, it was like, I mean, I don't think there could be jobs more demanding other than like the president of the United States than the, than the people you were dealing with. How do you, how did you as a professional um, rise to the standard to perform and, and anticipate the needs of a John Lennon, of a Yoko Ono, of the road crew, of the musicians, of the producers, of all the people that were around you? I think you need the skill set in your mind. You already have to, it's maneuvering. You know, you have to have some common sense, which a lot of people I know don't have. They don't have common sense. And I'm be looking at them. I mean, come on, you sort of sit there and you go, I don't know. Did you really think that was a good idea? You have to have that skill to say, okay, do I want that person to do this for me? Or what do I do? Here's Yoko Ono saying to me, she's in town to make a film. Uh, she wants 365 pairs of legs to be donated to Pete. <laughs> so, and you know what? And I didn't know how to do anything, but she goes, here, here's my phone book. Start calling these people. And I'm talking about, you talk about politics. You're talking about people like um, Jackie Kennedy, you wow. know, or, or, wow. uh, or, or, you know, Andy Warhol, or, you know, you're talking about these prominent names that you're reading. You go, oh my God, I'm going to have to call these people. What do I say? So, you know, you made the first couple, you're just sort of winging it. But by this, by, you know, a couple more, you have to have done something really, uh, you know, say, what are you going to say to these people that's going to bring them to the table? At least get, get an answer. Now, I don't expect them to say yes. I mean, can you imagine, Jackie, oh, will you come in and uh, donate you know, your legs? But I, <laughs> but I did have your uh, skill set of saying, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I, I called up and I said, hi, I'm, you know, I'm uh, John and Yoko's assistant. They're making a movie and it's, you know, call up your legs forever. And they're trying to get 365 pairs of legs and donate them for peace. Would you please like to come in and, and you know, do something and then donate leg, your legs for peace. And they would say, what are you looking for? We're just trying to shoot you, meaning you film you from your toes to your thighs. Now, that's, and then 
then, you know, then it leads to what else is going on. <laughs> but that's how you start off and to gain the confidence. And, you know, people did come in some. I'm not saying your confidence is right. Your confidence is amazing. Truly. And very inspiring. I I I know Lily, we talked about this in our like pre-conversation, but I know Lily really wants to know you have asked a lot of questions, you've been in a lot of rooms, but in in when in I guess it seems like maybe it was the 80s when you were doing rounds of interviews. We were kind of amazed at the questions people are willing to ask people, you. Lily, do you want to take oh, right? Oh, okay, I just, Lily. Yeah, I Go find ahead. that just on. I mean, I could ask you. I mean, if a million questions, but the res- the utmost respect for you and your privacy. And I'm curious about what kind of music you like and what kind of music you like that you produced. And you know, creative questions maybe related to probably, obviously, the most famous person we all know that you were connected to. Sure, those are obvious things, but they asked you some very intimate questions as if he like the access to you and your personal life because of him is a free for all for everyone. And it's so true. I was curious how you handled that. I think um, you have to handle it. I, I would always think, what would John do? You know, and, it, and you, either, you either turn around and you say, okay, we'll make it somewhat of a, a not a joke, but to, to make it more comedic, to make it more relaxed. And say, what right. would you like? Of course he's, yes, we're, you know, I know they were asking questions, very intimate questions. And either you say, I'm not going to answer that. Or be very coy about it, but be truthful. Because the minute you start to answer it, and uh, you take it too serious, they come after you more. Like how right. it started. We all mm-hmm. know that he was coming after me. But if you can't roll with it, then you really can't. Oh, yeah, but that's so, I mean, that's so graceful and such a beautiful way to go through life. Because so, yeah, like having, in, Geraldo, having Geraldo, you know, oh my pounding you over, um, uh, over, you know, your your life choices and questioning. This is something that I, I found really interesting. In the 80s, it seems like you were being questioned for telling your story as if you were somehow taking advantage of it. I feel like as compared to what people are willing to do with microseconds of fame today and exploit them, you, you, were, a, you were a primary resource you know, a, a a participant in some of the most important musical events in history. Just the story, the I call it the here and there story because I have had the record of Elton John's here and there forever. But to hear the story of you all backstage, John Lennon, Elton John, that concert, right? You right. have a you have you, these are important historical moments. I I think it's I think that there's something really great about get you getting to tell the story today. Um, do you find that the uh, the questions are more substantive today than they would have been in more sensationalized in the 80s or another time when it was seen as more scandalous? Probably. You're right. You know, what it is now is that, um, you know, I've been around and the source, you know, because everything that I've said has is is true. I don't have like someone said to me, I love the fact that you're doing these things. What you did back then with me uh, when I interviewed back then is the same answer that you're giving today. And I said, it's mm-hmm. very easy when <laughs> you're telling the truth. <laughs> there is nothing to change. I don't have to think about right. the storyline, you know, so right. it is that. So wow. it and it and it's um, when they find out and they go down the list, they find out that what I've said, and yes, I was there. 
That's the thing. They want to say, I wasn't there. They want to trivialize it. And that's fine. If that's what you think that that's what, there. It's that trolling. And I, and I do also um, not like when people do that to other people who are not. Right. I'm, right. I'm, luckily for me, I've had, I said, okay, I've gone through it. But I've seen the younger set. It scares me that it, when they can't handle it mm-hmm. and they don't know how to roll with that type of thing. You know, well, so it becomes um, harder. I, the, I don't feel bad. One of the things that I think gives your story and it makes the film so powerful is you have the receipts. You have the validation. Well, every I mean, time, I, Lily, yeah. go ahead on the pictures. No, every time no, I thought I, there was I, I, one picture, I'm like, oh, no, there's 30 more. No, and and also when they, the fact that it, and I feel like this comes off very sincerely and honestly, you weren't trying, what you said about there's one, you know, famous person in this household, you weren't trying to take the stage or center stage and you were there as a supportive, creative, romantic partner and then in all these photos, they always zoom in and you're on the background, you're sitting next to someone, you're, you know, you were there, literally there over and over and over again and yes. not trying to like take the spotlight, but there, and it's sort of, you know, I just, I, I was, my mind was blown at the amount of footage that there is. Uh, then, you know, so was I, cause I saw half of them. I never saw some of those before. And wow. it's true when they wow. would come in, uh, when they came in, cause that I let amazing. Them, yeah, I let the producer directors go do their thing. I did not want to micromanage because that doesn't help the film for anyone on any level of any filming. Um, so I said, you know, you're doing it on me. If this was another film, we're talking about another film that's different. It was about me. And I said, if I come into the picture and if I say, oh, I don't like the way I look, you know, that throws everything off. <laughs> I had to be able to let it go. I'm, of course, they did show it to me toward, after it was all finished. Now, if there was something that didn't work, obviously they would honor that. But you would speak. I, up, just, yeah. I just really said, well, I say, that's fine. And, I, and and when it came to the narration, I finally saw I had to redo all the, the wording, you know, and, and talk about it and get over it. So that was in one time I did see the whole film. Oh, oh excuse me, when I have the pollen. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. No, of, no, no. We, we are dealing with it uh, quite a lot here. As yes. Well. Like everyone's got extra pollen this year. Um, so. The other great validator, other than this trove of photos, and and again, the, there's the famous picture of John Lennon in the New York City shirt, and we have your picture taken from the side, um, right? right? Yeah, like, it's true. Which is like amazing. Um, there's so many. I had that like postcard that. up in my room when I was little. Um, the, that was but, taken off from, from, my, from our rooftop, you know, yeah. our, our what I used to call back in the old days, Tar Beach, because it's a tar you know, roof, <laughs> you know, and it was a very hot day. It was in August. So yeah. Um, wow. Melting. Oh my God. The, the other great validator of the story. And I love the way the filmmakers do this because there's a reveal in a sense at the end. I'm not, I don't think I'm giving anything away by this, but there's very few direct to camera interviews, new direct to camera interviews. But the one that is there for most of the time, other than you is Julian Lennon. Right. And the love i didn't expect that yeah yeah. i did totally didn't expect that you don't often i feel like you you don't often see him that much i don't think and the love that is between you two is so deep and so genuine 
that um, it's it's really the mo- it's so moving. Thank you. You know, Julie and I have a very uh, wonderful relationship. And it's also because I've had, you know, his mother and I were very, very close. And um, it's because I wanted the relationship of him with his father so much. And his mother understood where I was going. I'm, you know, I was talking to somebody about we had relationships. How do you deal with it with somebody from before? You know, everybody comes to a relationship with baggage, majority of us. There's only like maybe a couple percentage, maybe 3%, 5% of the world where it's the first time you don't have any baggage. You will really do, whether you've been married before, whether you've done anything, you know, you've dated, you come with something. The, the something that John had was he had two wives, you know, and I had to deal with them and he had a son and his son had not seen his father. I don't want that um, ever happening again, because to me, that's important. It's family. How do you, you can't let that one go. And that was the whole thing. But so, you, you were so young though, like to have such insight, because you're saying that now and you're a mother now, but then yeah, you I was were 20. Young. I wasn't you that were, smart. <laughs> right. Like you were a young woman and to be able to pick up on such a sensitive subject and, and an emotional well, part of someone's know. life. Yeah, you know, I also had that because my father didn't, you know, I was a, a right. girl. And in the Chinese culture, the girl is not worth anything at the time. And it was only only boys. So I knew what it's like to not have been taken with both with both parents, you know. And so I wanted Cynthia to have closure. She didn't even have closure with, with John at that time. So wow. he had this this angst that was always... I, I can't believe she's coming. I said, you know what? And I said this to him. I said, you cannot say anything. And he said, well, I wish she wasn't bringing Julian. I said, you haven't seen your son in three years. And I thought, and I said to him, you haven't seen him. You need to know that this is the primary parent that was raising him. So she has all the right to bring him along. Wow. And she'd be the one taking care. Now, that being said, I said, I won't let you go into the abyss. I will be there <laughs> and make sure things work out so that it's comfortable for everyone. So I became the the tour guide, as it were, for everybody. Right. So that's how it worked. So, so while you were being the tour guide for everybody, how did you care for yourself? This is an extremely stressful situation with these very powerful people both personality but also in the world and culture how do you how do you look after yourself that's a good question i think i'm still you know i still have friends saying are you okay because i don't i I neglect myself i do neglect myself Mm -hmm. so that's the one part i don't think i've really gotten to yet i'm still finding myself Wow. Um, there, uh, well, your, your selflessness and, and particularly the selflessness with respect to Julian shines through and you can see it in the photos, the, the trips. I mean, this is why people have to see this film. Like uh, every time you think, um, you know, a story, this, and this is something I love about rock and one of the things I can't stand in the rock documentary world is when you get a rock documentary and it just plays the hits, right? Yeah. Like, 
No one, I, like, no one needs to see another documentary about Bob Dylan going electric. It, it's done. <laughs> like, give me the Jesus period. I want that kind of. I want that weird stuff. Um, and right. I think this, this, like, is this, this is, is eye opening. Eye opening. Yeah. And it's told through an authentic first person lens. And every time you think you've heard it all, there's one more piece that gets unfolded. Um, one of the most telling things is. And I say this in the most respectful way, like we're talking about an icon, a hero, but you know, John sounds like he was a complicated guy to be in a relationship with. Well, he and... was definitely not, you know, think about it. from a very early age when the Beatles hit, even though we don't, you know, we don't think about it, but it was very early on and they made it big, but they changed the world. They, it was not just a, a hit band. It was a band right. that really changed the generation because all yeah. of a sudden we're, um, we're wearing their clothes, whatever they change their hair, whatever they were eating, whatever religion they were following. So it was the generation gap there that all of a sudden we got filled in with whatever they were doing. Or oh, what are they eating today? Or oh, what are they <laughs> what are they listening to? You know, so we all followed them. But the thing is, he wasn't so when John and I were together, it was a little complicated. Um, we felt like we're back in our 20s. You know, I was in my 20s. I was in my, you know, early 20s. He was already in his 30s. But remember, he hadn't gone through any of that because mm, he was right, right. so he really was back in his 20s or late teens in the feeling because of right. experiencing that. There's a, great, there's a great moment in the film where you're talking about yeah. that. This. Oh, go yeah, ahead. Look. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to say when, when you're touring America with John Lennon, when he's right. actually, when he's not seeing America through hotel rooms and he's going to, oh man, there's like a, like a, a ranch or something and there's Vegas and there's all these places. So purely as a tourist, what was your favorite spot with him? Like what was the best part of that run of that vacation? Wow. Let's see. We've had a few, we had a few vacations. I think when we, we, he loved the idea that to take car rides and things, you know? So um, we were, when we came back from Las Vegas to, uh, to LA, he loved, you know, that Calico ghost town so that, you know, we were friends. Oh, here we are. And we see the seam standing there next to a, uh, someone's trike, you know, the, the motorcycle. And he kept staring at it for the longest time. I finally said, just go there and stand next to it. I'm going to take one photo. I only That's took a great photo. one photo. One, a great and I photo. didn't even know if I got it because remember, unlike right. today's right. age, it's film. Not digital, yeah. It was film. I right. had to wait till it got processed. Um, when we went out to um, the Hamptons, for instance, then we were visiting, um, uh, what was it? Um, uh, oh, Peter Boyle and, and you know, and, uh, and his then girlfriend, who later became his wife, Lorraine. We stopped along the way to like these little general stores. He enjoyed going down the aisle. Those are little things that he could not do before that. And he had never done that. Mm. So now he was getting a chance to do that. And or we would go to IHOP, which we love. Oh, yeah, we're, right. we're a big I IHOP family. IHOP. I love yeah. IHOP. <laughs> oh, listen, I'm a, I, I like, he loved blueberry pancakes. Personally, I love That's the waffles. Huh? I like waffles. Waffles uh. are my big thing. 
I love the ball. I feel like this is I feel like this is breaking news, Shai. I feel like yeah. this is this is the huge. gotcha interview we wanted. Blueberry <laughs> pancakes and waffles at the IHOP. I, that is my order at IHOP, blueberry pancakes. Yeah. And uh um when we so for our show, the iconography of our show, we have little caricature of each of us, and I am drawn as a pancake, and my sister Lily <laughs> is drawn as a waffle. waffle. So, oh, great. So you go. you're in you're in perfect company um okay we're, we're, uh, we we want to be respectful of your time you know one thing okay so big news that happened this week is it seems that taylor swift and her boyfriend have broken up right that's all, all all over the place um you were able to i think you you had your relationship in a different time in a different era but what advice do you have for the young celebrities of today that are under this microscope that are trying to do their jobs, right? These are, they have jobs to do. These are professionals. Yeah. Yeah. And they also have relationships and they get pulled into this maelstrom. And then what advice do you have to the lesser, you know, the sort of less famous partners that, you know, also have jobs to do and have lives to live and get, get, get pulled into this. Cause you've done it with such grace and such confidence. Well, you know what? It is hard because even I with the relationship, even though it's the partner that has to deal with it. And I hope, and I really wish, and John even said this to me, you know, whoever it is that comes into your life, uh, I hope that they don't measure themselves. And it's very hard. I hope they don't measure themselves with me. And that has always been a, a I hate to say it, that has been a problem uh, in a few cases. And sure. you know what? And it's it's tough. And I wish that the partners of anybody who's famous just take the person that you fell in love with or who you were with. Just take them for who they are. They are not the product of the 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 famous side of everything. That's just the that's their job. You just gotta look at the person you're with as a person got to take them for who they are they didn't you know you fell in love with that person not the the job that's around them I, I that's great advice for anyone yeah for anyone that's, i think that, that's beautiful I think advice that's, that's probably this i mean that to me sounds part of the secret recipe of how you've um how you've uh prevailed um so beautifully in all of this um well May Pang. Thank you so much uh, for your this, time. The subject of The Lost Weekend, this incredible documentary that is making news all over. Every day I'm seeing another article <laughs> come out. Um, yes, are- on, on, what was it? On, on April 13th, that's the big event day for most places to see, unless you're in New York and some of the other places where it's more than that. There'll be, you know, there'll be longer. But um, everybody should go out and buy tickets. They have it at the, the Lost Weekend tickets.com and they can find out where they can see this movie and we will and we will make sure that is that link is in all of our in is all of our stuff and this movie is not just i just want to say this again for people this movie is not just for beatles fans or music fans this is a this is a story about relationships about entrepreneurs about america i mean about america yeah i think about history i think this is an important film for everyone to see well i you know i hope everybody get a chance to see it as well oh i'm also doing a photo exhibition 
photos that I took. I heard. I, I, I heard. I can't wait. That is so yeah, where's exciting. The, where's the photo exhibition going to be? Or is right it now, we, I've got places that my partner is putting together. I'm going to be in, like, it'll be on the website somewhere soon. I have Toledo coming up. I've got um, Detroit, um, uh, Milwaukee. I've got other places coming down in your, into your area, as in fact. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, and uh, right now, this coming weekend after this, I'm in Los Angeles right now, but uh, going going to see the movie with, with the producers, but I'm normally on the East Coast, and I will be going to Philly this weekend after oh, this to show right. it at the oh, City wow. Winery. So, yeah, oh, so that's where our parents live. Oh, well, there. Yeah, where, met, I, I will be in up. Philly this weekend. Oh, are oh, you? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that yeah, is so, so that's cool. At the City Winery. That's incredible. It's wonderful. City yes. wineries. Are wonderful, wonderful. Those are city wineries yeah. are fantastic. Yeah, uh, I just venues. did one in New York and I did one in Boston, kicked it off with Boston, New York, and now I'm doing Philly. So yes. this week on the 15th and 16th, I will be there. Fabulous. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. We're so grateful that you joined our thank family you. for this little bit of time. And congratulations on the film and your incredible story. Thank you so much. Thank you. Congratulations on the film. Thank you. Okay. See thank you again you. soon. Take care. See you again soon, yeah. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Friday Night Movie, the sibling rivalry and pop culture podcast. Join the Friday Night Movie family by following at Friday Night Movie on all of the socials and visiting our website, FridayNightMovie.com. Our theme song is by What Does It Eat? And make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.